The human body is a vehicle that we think we own, but it doesn't belong to us. Sure, we live in it, walk in it, and feel it, but is it actually ours? I like to think in a perfect world, we have full control over our bodies. We have the right to use our bodies to express the life that we'd want, just as long as we're not violating one another. To be vibrant, or even to be sullen, as long as we have the right to choose, that is what should matter. Ultimately, and unfortunately, that's not the world that we occupy. Our bodies are not our bodies. Your mask can be fodder for the masses. I can dress how I want, but it does not belong to me. It belongs to the gaze and judgment of others. To be fat in America is to be perceived as less than, to be incapable, to be shiftless. The burden of fat phobia is no matter how you live your life, it is to always lose. To choose to live as a fat person in a fat body, you're criticized. To choose to lose weight, you're recorded and put on TikTok and other social media platforms and berated and made fun of because you dared enter the fit person space known as the gym. Either way, you cannot win. That kind of trapping can either be a sentence of despair or the inverse, freeing. To me, I find freedom in understanding that as a fat person, I cannot win your approval. So the only way that I can live my life is to be comfortable with myself and to love myself regardless of how society views me. Even with this mindset, I know that others don't feel the same way about themselves or the fat people around them. This past Sunday, I made plans to do a quick day trip to Austin, Texas. The Austin Film Society screened on Mother's Day of all days, a 35 mil print of After Hours, the incredibly dark but funny comedy directed by the great Marty Scorsese. Before getting ready for my excursion, I fried up Pluto TV as I normally do and was able to catch most of 2001's Bridget Jones's Diary, one of the premier rom-coms of the early aughts. In my viewings of the film, I mostly always enjoyed it. However, on this particular rewatch, I was perturbed. It was something that I've always noticed, but the way that Bridget talks about herself in relation to her weight stood out as upsetting. Maybe stood out a little bit more because I was getting ready to present myself to the world or to Austin and to dress my fat body for the world. But the way her weight tied into her self-esteem on this particular day really saddened me. And that was it. Right there. Right there. That was the moment. I suddenly realized that unless something changed soon, I was going to live a life where my major relationship was with a bottle of wine. And I'd finally die fat and alone and be found three weeks later, half eaten by wild dogs. I decided to take control of my life and start a diary to tell the truth about Bridget Jones. The whole truth. Resolution number one. Ooh. Obviously, we'll lose 20 pounds. Number two. Always put Excellent. Am national laughing stock. Have bottom the size of Brazil. Am daughter of broken home. Am rubbish. The construct of fatness is fluid. So what it means to be fat in 2023 
is vastly different than what it meant in 2001. Even still, for women and for men, thinness was always the goal. So, even though you can see Renee Zellweger isn't what we'd call fat today, or even near heavyset, because she was not a version of 2001's thin, she was automatically fat and was deemed by herself as less than. This internalized fat phobia that Bridget had within herself is troubling, especially when other characters in her story, including her family, friends, and lovers, plural, <laughs> never critique her weight or physical appearance. Well, with the exception being Laura, who in an attempt to low blow Bridget says, I thought you said she was thin. As a result of the barb, we see Bridget exercising in dangerous, albeit comical ways. You can think it hypocritical for a person who a few minutes ago stated that everyone should be in control of their own body to now be critical of a film in which a woman's goal is to lose weight. That's not the case though, if you look at the root cause of what her quote-unquote fitness goal was. What Bridget was looking to attain is not fitness, it's thinness. And the two things are vastly different. You can be a health-conscious fat person just as easily as you can be a thin, unhealthy person. In 2001, and even today, that's unacceptable in most people's eyes, but not mine. The crux of Bridget Jones's diary is when Mark, shout out to great guys named Mark, <laughs> proclaims that he likes Bridget just as she is. In most, if not all, rom-coms, when the love interest makes grand proclamations, the audience and the protagonist are both made to feel at ease. But for me, I wish Bridget would have gotten to a place where she felt that about herself, particularly when it came to her weight before Mark did. And in the film, we never experienced Bridget accepting her weight as anything near positive. Even though by the end of the film, she's the heaviest that she's ever been, while at the same time landing the love of her life. Everyone's journey with their body is vastly different, me included. As a fat person, I've wrestled with dieting, exercise, and a range of body issues and fears that are better safe for my real diary. It really wasn't until the pandemic that I developed a better relationship to my body, but only after being on this planet for over three decades. No matter the era, I've always been fat. Likely, I always will be fat, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It took me a while to accept, and everyone, hopefully they can accept that about themselves as well. While this diary episode ultimately is about fat phobia embedded in art that I love, and yes, even though I'm critical of the movie, I absolutely do love Bridget Jones's diary, full stop. My hope is for people to work to have a better relationship with their own bodies and to identify fat phobia, whether it's external or internal, to work to move beyond that and to let you know that I love you just as you are and you should too. But the thing is, um, what I'm trying to say very inarticulately is that, um, in fact, perhaps despite appearances, I like you very much. Uh, apart from the smoking and the drinking and the vulgar mother 
understand the verbal diarrhea. No, I like you very much. Just as you are. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?